Welcome to the Two Putt Podcast. Two Putt for Par. Iowa's number one golf podcast. Yeah, but three putt is Snakesville. One part golf. Basically, it comes down to the fact that golf is hard. And one part business. But if it makes money, it makes sense. Mixing business with pleasure, these guys know how to have fun. This is the Two Putt Podcast. That's what we do. Two putters, we have a fun episode for you today. You know what else is fun? Jumping onto mormonclothers.com and picking out some new swag. They got some really great stuff. Uh, if you follow our social media, loyal listener and fan of the pod, John Tro is heading up to the Straits course. Uh, he's got his Mormon Clothers gear ready to go. I'll be rocking my Mormon Clothers this weekend as I head to Principal Charity Classic. It's just great stuff. It's comfortable. It looks great. It's just a lot of fun. And so get an opportunity to head into their stores, either Mason City or Ames, or jump online. Check them out, mormonclothers.com. Two putters, welcome into another episode of the Two Putt Podcast, Iowa's number one golf podcast. Uh, big week for us here in Des Moines is we have the Principal Charity Classic uh, in town, and we'll get to that and talk a lot about that. But before we get there, coming off a long weekend, I, I saw some some Snapchats over the weekend. So guys obviously got out to the home courses a little bit and um, swung the sticks at least a little bit, huh? I've been out on the course a little bit, uh, a little Memorial Day 18-hole outing. Playing in a little Wednesday night league as well, nine hole, which last Wednesday, uh, Coach Amsbury here, our women's basketball coach as well, him and I play together and we won our match. So two and one now, we'll keep you updated on how What did you shoot? Going. I shot 37. Oh, that's good. So I played pretty good. Made a lot of putts, I'll say that. Uh, I will also throw this out there that the only match we've lost we were gone in South Carolina, so Amsbury can't find a, a replacement that's any good, I guess. So we're going to look to keep it rolling here tonight. Uh, and then the Memorial Day golf was good. We had a group of a uh, bunch of dudes, I don't know, 20 to 30 guys playing. And so I uh, got out there, played from the, the tips there at Prairie Links, which I usually play from the blues. That's I'm a short knocker. So, uh, but shot 79 net 70. Nice. That's good. That's it. You, uh, found the game on the way back to Iowa then I birdied hole hole one to start the day and things went downhill from there it usually does never birdie one you know better than that yeah yeah I got to play a couple times at uh the country club here in Indianola and then I actually played uh yesterday at Iowa's favorite course Shady Oaks golf course um out there in what Ackworth or something I don't know it's like right off Highway 92. If you ever get a chance, check it out. It is an 18-hole course. It's The greens are like shag carpet, but otherwise it's fine. Two completely different nines, but it is kind of fun. That's um, – I think I've – they don't have a website, though. It's Facebook only, right, or show up uh, in the mean, parking lot? It's cash only, if that means anything for the rest of the, the golf course. And they have – they are easily – the most strict about no drinks brought in like big schmitty would have a tough time because there is a tv a a flat screen tv in the the clubhouse with a live feed of the parking lot going on so you can watch everybody that's in there so they must have got burned real bad by people bringing in the paps blue ribbon out there at shady oaks well if you're 
if the name of your place is Shady Oaks, you got to expect some shady business going on. I mean, yeah, let's, yeah. Let's I think honest. they meant I think they meant the shade from the trees, but I think they must have been dealing with the other type of shadiness. Huh. Well, that's always interesting. But that, but you've played out there before, right? That yeah. doesn't doesn't add to the list anyway. No, no, it is. It's fine. It's far too expensive if you tee off afternoon than it should be. So. I take that for what it's worth. I think I've heard that before too. Cause yeah, I, I think people, some, someone has said that before, like, God, it should be a lot cheaper than it is, but yeah, it's like 28 bucks if you tee off before noon, but it, I don't know. It's like 35 or something. Okay. I don't know. It, it is. It's too much. It costs more to get a six pack than to play nine holes and a cart though. I can tell you that. Wow. Okay. Well, good. Um, Principal Charity Classic done this weekend. We got uh, a guest. We'll get to him here in just a second. But uh, uh, Leah, Staggy, I assume you're not coming down because I haven't heard anything. But Leah, any any plans uh, on on finding your way up there at all? Yeah, I don't think so. We're gonna make a little Clear Lake trip this weekend. Go and stay up there for a couple days. So no, well, I, don't, I don't think so. What happened with the uh, credentials? I mean, I thought we were gonna be uh, credentialed for this thing, Leroy. Yeah, well, then we then they got uh, made some other plans. <laughs> I don't want to waste more time. So, um, and honestly, since we've been back from South Carolina, I really have not thought much about anything except just like back to real life. So that was a little bit of a dropping the ball. Plus, um, yeah, it wasn't going to waste my time if I wasn't going to be there. Yeah, I won't be making it down. I got a little... Warburg wrestling golf outing on Friday, low four person best shot to plan on taking home a title on Friday to set up my weekend. So well, you better win that. Well, I, I, I hope so. But then I next Monday going to be crossing another course off the list. I'm going to head up to Charles city and play. So which uh, one there's a couple up there. I don't know exactly which one I'm going to play yet. I'm uh, going to be playing with friend of the pod, Steve Domino. So nice back to the, uh stomping grounds for him huh yeah he's gonna take me to the cleaners so you're gonna have to get some strokes for sure on that I, sh- I should get four to five a site for sure oh okay hopefully he didn't listen to what you shot this weekend then um well good i'll uh i'll be on the grounds friday so we'll try to get you some guys some updates uh of what's going on at the old principal charity classic and um hopefully get some content out but uh with that let's bring on our guest who um knows the course really well um so well that he even got asked to go on and caddy um if you can believe that it was out stepping off yardages and telling people where to hit it and where not to and I don't know how much of that is true. We'll get to that. But uh, without further ado, let's uh, let's bring on uh, this week's guest. We have um, buddy of mine, Drew Slings. Drew, how's it going, man? Welcome to the podcast. Doing good. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, man, we're excited. Uh, if you listen at all, we always got to start with some quick hitters uh, before we get going. And this just kind of helps our listeners get a feel for if they were out on the course with you. And um, so with that, biggest debate on the podcast that we always have. And this is first question for you, Drew, quick hitter. Where does the golf glove go when you putt? Back right pocket. Ooh. Yeah, baby. Duh. Wrong unless, unless you're driving a cart, it is acceptable to throw it on the seat of the cart. Oh, that's, that's always, yeah. But definitely not back left. No, that, that is, I mean, you obviously have mental issues if that's the case. And, def- and definitely not around the belt loop like Cameron Champs did. <laughs> no. 
I've seen, I've seen a couple of those guys lately doing that. I don't know. I'm keeping it dry, I guess. But um, second one, Drew, where, do you wear a hat when you go? Every time. Every time. That's that's an old habit. That's that's college golf player habit right there. Yeah. Um, yeah. What's your uh, what's your current wedge setup? Um. So my wedge setup right now is actually junk. So I just go 58. Typically, I go 58, 52, and just a pitching wedge because I'm a – old soul and still carry a classic three iron um but pitching wedges uh pitching wedge is broken right now so we're at 58 52 nine iron so that's fun <laughs> that uh that creates a, a few challenges and um look like you how got a break what's that how did it break uh i actually got ran over by a golf cart so yeah there might have been a couple you know beverages involved in that hmm. I, I, okay I'm not actually sure. So what's the yardage gap now? Yeah, so 52, full 52 is like, if I'm pumping it, it's like 130, 135. And the 9-irons, I mean, a stock 9 is like my 160 club. So there's a good 30-yard gap there that's not not the easiest. But I've gotten pretty good at the choke, down, choke knock down 9-iron the last uh, month or so. Uh, that was going to be my next question. How long have you been playing like that? month, huh? Well, I, so I actually did this at the end of the season last year and should have ordered one at the time, just never got around to it. And then I went to go order one this year and my buddy who works at Wakanda, he's like, well, why don't you just order a new set? And so now I'm, now I'm in that debacle right now of whether I just get new irons or pay for a replacement of a set that's six years old. And yeah, so we'll see what happens. Gotcha. That's uh, that's all right. It's a good problem to have there. So, um, what's your uh, favorite nickname in golf? Favorite nickname in golf? Mm. I don't know. Probably just like classic is shooter. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Shooter, shooter definitely was in a top. I think it was a top seed, top two seed uh, in the nickname bracket challenge. So I thought he was way down. I think shooter is way down. Oh, really? I think he's like a double digit. I feel like we for those made up nicknames. I think we we penalized a little bit in their seeding, so that's a good one. I mean, I guess clearly like Tiger would be like the the greatest of all time. Is that a golf nickname golf? or is that just a nickname? Well, I mean, his name is not Tiger, so I don't know. <laughs> I mean, we I I hear where you're coming from. It is. Um, favorite golf oh, course. Yeah. The, correct, the correct answer is actually Boss of the Moss is the best golf. <laughs> did we ever? Did we ever clarify what actually won the voting challenge? Though. Do you I remember, can't remember. Do you remember Lee? Yeah. Okay. Boom boom lost. Boom boom lost. Whoever boom boom was playing against. Wait, it wasn't the big easy. Was it big? E- I can't remember. We should definitely know that, but it's been so long since we did that. So. All right, Drew. So favorite uh, favorite golf course in Iowa? Favorite golf course in Iowa? Harvester. Harvester. Ooh. When uh, when did you get a chance to play there? Uh, so I played there. I played there a bunch of times. We had my first time I played there was my state golf meet my freshman year of high school. That was a nice christening of the uh, state championship. Um, <clears throat> that was fun. And then I have uh, I have a buddy that actually is one of the uh, assistants up there. So we try to get up there once or twice a year. But it's great. So they, they did a bunch of remodeling and renovating about a year and a half ago. And it's it's a sick track. 
that was going to be my next question is have you been there since the renovations and how how much of a difference did those make yeah it's i mean so like the gist of the course is you know the bones of it is still pretty much the same it's like just like the feel when you walk on walk on the property now like you know everyone takes a caddy so you know you're greeted by that it's just you know the kind of like that cool nostalgic country club like private real golf experience feel you know kind of like the whistling straits type um experience no that's that's cool definitely uh definitely on the bucket list um so not on our list but uh you made me think of it what uh what about uh golf course not in iowa favorite one that you've played favorite one i've played um whistling you know actually whisper rock probably in in arizona uh i got got lucky I had a buddy in college that there's a guy from his hometown was a member there and we got invited out there while we were down in Scottsdale. Um, that was, that was pretty cool. You walk into the lock, walk in the locker room and John Rahm's there and Bones McKay and, you know, Larry Fitzgerald, like it's just in, in, in that environment, seeing those guys is, it's just different because they're just dudes. They're not, they don't have their guard up like they have to in public um and then obviously the course like there's not a blade of grass out of place and so it was i mean hands down the best golf experience i've ever had no question that's a good one um so let's let's turn back the hands just slightly here um growing up when did uh golf kind of become part of your life i know you come from a golfing family um i, I believe everyone in the family at least that i know of in your family that plays golf and so it might not have been a choice for you, but what do you, what do you kind of remember about the early days of uh, swinging the sticks? Yeah. My, uh, my parents kind of always have a joke that it's like, if I, if I wanted to not stay home and raise myself, I had to golf. So I, uh, <clears throat> I, I mean, they had, they had a car seat that they put on the golf cart and I was out there at eight months old. Um, so I, I, it's always been a part of my life, but I learned to love it. Um, you know, just like, just like anything, you, you, you do something enough, you start to, and especially golf, you start to get the itch to get better constantly and constantly. Um, and yeah, so I, I would say, I guess it's always been a part of my life. There's always, there's pictures floating around somewhere of my mom was a safety freak. She used to make me wear a bike helmet when I was two years old out on the golf course. So I didn't get hit in the head with the golf ball. So yeah, there's some, I've, I've always been a part of a golfing family. My dad's a great golfer. He's tried to, you know, he's tried to qualify for a few senior events before. And then my mom's, I mean, she's a, she, she's like a four handicap. So pretty good for a weekend warrior. Yeah, no, that's like I said, I, I know your mom obviously is, is a heck yeah. of a player and a great player in her own right, as they would say. But um, so then did you do any uh, youth tournaments or anything growing up? And then um, uh, talk a little bit about high school. And you mentioned earlier, obviously, you guys made a few, at least a few trips to state. Yep. So, I mean, I, I think I first started competing, like just like summer tour stuff when I was probably like seven or eight, it was pretty young. Um, and just kind of fell in love with it. I was lucky enough that my dad would, would follow me around to tournaments all summer long. I mean, we were going to one or two tournaments a week in the summers. And so I was pretty, I was very fortunate, um, in that regard. And then high school, um, uh, we, so we moved to Williamsburg, Eastern Iowa, and there was really not much of a, not much of a golf program. Um, you know, they had been, uh, or they had had a golf program before, went to state once, like in the early nineties, I think. 
Um, but when I moved there, I was kind of the lone golfer and it was kind of weird at first and then got some buddies into it. And my dad started coaching, um, and kind of formed this group of guys that just fell in love with the game. And we were fortunate enough to, we were all competitors, you know, kind of that small town 3A school, everyone plays, you know, football, basketball, golf, everything. Um, and so we were all just competitors. So it was like, well, we're going to, we wake up in the morning, we go play 54, not kidding you. We would go play 54 holes. Um, and you know, in between there, try to fit lunch in somewhere and then parents pick us up in the afternoon. Um, and then high school, um, uh, was lucky enough to have four great teams. We made it to state all four years. Um, so that was a pretty, pretty neat experience as well, being able to do that and just, you know, tra travel around the state with six of your best friends playing golf. And then home, home track was? Stone Creek. So it's actually kind of a hidden little gem. Um, if you haven't played there, you definitely need to make the trip. It's just a nine hole course, um, but was completely renovated in the early 2000s and is, I mean, for a nine hole course, bent, bent grass fairways and greens, it's about as good as you get I was pretty pretty spoiled actually so if this doesn't show you what kind of family I come from my mom worked in got a job in Cedar Rapids and we were looking around Cedar Rapids for a place to live and ended up in Williamsburg because it was the only place my dad wanted to go that was a small enough town with a nice enough golf course so my mom drove 45 minutes to work there and back every day for 17 years because had a good golf course in the town <laughs> That uh, that track's come up a time or two on the podcast. That's why I, I wanted to confirm that's where you played because, um, yeah, that uh, that one is – I think it's constantly made the list as the top nine-hole course in Iowa. So uh, uh, I've heard good things. Definitely definitely also on the bucket list. Yeah, we've all made a, a track down there. A friend of ours from college, mutual friend of ours, Adam Sanchez, lives in Williamsburg now, but back in the day made it down there and played some golf and – Nothing but good things. Need to make it down again because it's been probably 15 years since I've played down there. So definitely need to make it back. So had a great career there at Williamsburg. Tell us then, what was the next step for you? Uh, after Williamsburg, what direction did you go? Yep. So after after high school, um, it was kind of in an in-between spot. Um, <clears throat> and all those, all the average golfers or decent average golfers out there kind of know that like, I was either, I was right in between that. Okay, well, I could go to a D2 or maybe go to a D1 and just didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, ended up, so I ended up getting, talking to Coach Pint at Kirkwood um, and connected with him and was just kind of, I was still kind of a homebody at that point and wanted to be close to home. And so I, I really like, I mean, Kirkwood has an incredible uh, track for JUCO um, at their level. They're very successful. And so I decided to, go there spent two years there and then kind of uh kind of got got whipped by the the love bug and decided i guess i got to follow the woman wherever she goes so um if you those of you who don't know grandview uh here in des moines uh nai school but as far as nai schools go for golf golf wise is pretty 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 good um good track record coach winkle is very good at what he does. He's, uh, you take him, take him with a grain of salt, but, um, he, he definitely is good at what he does and knows his stuff. So I was very, very fortunate to be able to go play there. Um, and then senior year, we got a group, a group of five guys together that 
were a bunch of misfits that really didn't belong anywhere and just liked practicing eight hours a day and kind of fell into the perfect storm at nationals and ended up winning the thing. So I was pretty, pretty lucky. So coach pint and coach Winkle, a uh, couple different dudes there. I've got to know pint very well throughout the, the college side of things. Tell me which practice structure did you like best? Um, structure practice structure. Uh, I don't know. Wink, Wink is very intense. I'll just, I'll just throw that. I'm not, I mean, and I, I think if you'd ask them that, ask them that to his face, he wouldn't be shy about it. Um, he prides himself on bringing kind of, I mean, not nobodies, but average guys in and working them through the system and making them into pretty solid golfers. Um, pint pint is a very good mental game guy and knows his stuff. Um, and for, I mean, for a Juco, we couldn't, I mean, I was pretty fortunate to have both of those guys as coaches. So Grandview, tell us a little bit about the experience there and how you guys did in your couple of years there that you were with the program. Yeah, so I transferred there my junior year. Um, they had, at the time, had won six conference championships in a row. Uh, we were lucky enough to continue that on uh, for seven and eight. And it's just, it was, it was really unique because for an NAIA school, we were pretty blessed. We fly all around the country. We go to, I mean, our, our spring circuit, we went to Florida, we went to Vegas, we went to uh, the Indianapolis 500 uh, golf course there. We went to um, Florida, if I didn't say that one, Phoenix, uh, Texas, San Antonio, TPC, San Antonio. So we're, I mean, it's, it was pretty, pretty unique where, you know, you get to fly around the country with, you and four of your best friends playing golf for free. Um, looking back on it now, I wish I wouldn't have taken it for granted as much as I did, but uh, definitely enjoyed it. All right, so I got to ask this with, with Principal Charity Classic coming up. How in the world did you wind up on the bag for this tournament? <laughs> this, is, this is a classic right place, right time story. Don't let Brian fool you. I think he said at the beginning that something about skill. No, it was clearly right place, right time. Um, I was, I was going to, so I walked into Wakanda on Friday, Friday morning about eight 30 and was just going to watch some golf. Um, and my dad was out there. I was going to go, go watch some golf with him. Um, I believe Jerry, Jerry Smith, who's an Iowa guy. Uh, he was playing. So we're, my dad is from Oskaloosa where Jerry's from. So they're, they're good friends. Um, so we're just going to go watch some golf. I'd worked at Wakanda during college, um, during the summer. And so I was like, Oh, I'll go say hi to so, say hi to the pros. Um, one of the assistant pros there is one of my best friends. And I walk in, he's like, what are you doing? And I'm, I'm like, well, I'm here to watch some golf. Like the other 15,000 people that walk through the gate are, what do you mean? <laughs> and, uh, he, he goes, you want a caddy? And I was like, Oh yeah. Okay, sure. And he's like, no, seriously. Woody Austin's caddy just threw his back out on the driving range and he needs somebody to get on the bag. And I was like, uh, I mean, yeah, I guess. So he's like, all right, let's go. We walk up to the driving range. He introduced me to Woody and his caddy's like, his caddy's still like, Oh no, I can go. I can go. And Woody's like, shut up. You're not going, you can't freaking walk. You're not carrying my bag. He's like, I don't want to get to the sixth hole and have to carry my own damn bag. <laughs> So, 
so yeah and i think i had known those guys and they're like hey this guy you know obviously you're not gonna probably you know take a bunch of advice from him but he knows enough to you know show up keep up and shut up the three rules they tell you um so i you know don't the biggest thing is don't stand in the wrong spot don't say the wrong things and just kind of mind your own business but it was it was pretty pretty cool um as far as the experience i'm pretty sure my heart was probably beating faster on the first tee box than his was i didn't even have a club in my hand so uh that's gonna be a pretty that's gonna be a pretty surreal experience when you walk in thinking that you're gonna watch golf and then you're inside the ropes for for 18 holes um what was the what was the best memory you took away from that day um so it was it was kind of crazy because i think i think woody was just so like i think it almost brought his guard down a little bit like he wasn't worried about the tournament all of a sudden he was just like okay well you know my guy's hurt like hopefully he's okay i don't know and then you get to the first tee your mind's elsewhere i think it kind of helped him i don't know you know and you know, Woody, if any of you guys know Woody and have seen, I'm sure you've seen viral videos of him, like known to be a little, uh, a little outspoken at times, um, emotional. Uh, so he's, 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 he's a character, but he's, he's a great dude. Super nice. Um, I was pretty fortunate, but we get, we get going and, you know, he, he bogeys the first hole. I'm pretty sure he bogeyed the first hole. And then all of a sudden birdies like four out of the next five. And I'm like, I'm kind of like, he, he's knocking in 40 footers, like they're th- six foot putts. And I'm just like, kind of like opening my eyes and I'm like, what is going on here? And so he ends up shooting six unders tied for third. We go into the locker room and he's like, he's like, Hey, give me your number. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, he's like, Oh, you got anything going on in the rest of the weekend? It's like, well, you know, I was just planning on working. He's like, well, my caddy's not going to be any good. So if you can show up tomorrow, I'll let you know what my tea time is. So I ended up caddying the whole weekend for him. And he, I think he ended up tied like 15th or 18th or something like that. Um, but to answer your question, best memory. And this is, this is a little bit like crazy to think about. So he, on 18 on Sunday, he had, Finally, like, you know, he was out of it at that point. And I think he was a little frustrated that he shot six under the first day and then, you know, didn't do much after that. And he bogeys 17. I'm carrying the bag to 18. And both the days before that, he had hit just like a hybrid or three wood off the tee. He pulls the driver and he had been bogey, clearly wasn't up, tees the ball up. And I shit you not one steps into the whole into the swing and like half happy Gilmore's it down 18 in the tournament I, it's a true story I couldn't believe what I just saw I look at we're playing with Darren Clark and Scotty McCarron and I kind of look at them and they're all all their eyes even perked up a little bit so it was just I mean that's just Woody's personality though that's just who he is um but the whole experience alone was pretty cool I'm very fortunate to be able to get that um get that experience so as a as a caddy during that week is there anything in particular that isn't fun to do um I don't know you know I honestly like I was I was that was a couple years ago so I was just out of college like I was two years out of college I'm still young and in decent shape I would guess most people would say carrying the bag um but I think I was honestly a little awestruck and just caught up in the moment that I didn't really 
really care. The only embarrassing moment of the whole, the whole time, the whole weekend was Woody hits a bunker shot. I think it was on like four or something like that in a greenside bunker. And I rake the bunker, give him his putter, rake the bunker. And he ends up putting out and he comes over and looks at the bunker and picks the rake up and re-rakes it. Apparently I didn't rake the bunker the right way. And I was just like, well, you have one job and you can't even do that right. That was the only embarrassing moment. But uh, <laughs> other than that, I mean, there, there really were no, no negatives. It's pretty cool to be out there there with those guys in that environment and kind of see the way they think and play um, is, is pretty cool. Yeah. So we've never been caddies before um, except when we carry our own bags, how much heavier are their bags than ours would be? Yeah. That there he's got everything in there. Like it's not his job to carry it. So he doesn't care how light it is. Uh, you know, I mean, I want to say it was a ton heavier, uh, but it's also a staff bag, right? I mean, it's, it's a cart bag with two straps on it. So it, it is a little heavier. Um, the, I think Saturday it was like 91 degrees or something like that. And I do remember after the round just being like drenched and I was like, Oh God, this is disgusting. But uh, I mean, it's not, it is heavier to answer your question, but I, I didn't, I mean, again, I think I was caught up in the moment. I wasn't complaining about it. So you definitely don't have to answer this, but does, does he compensate you for doing this? Yeah. Yeah. So I guess normally like, uh, obviously this was a unique situation because his caddy's still there, right? Mm -hmm. Like his caddy's hurt, but, and I don't know how they work that out or anything like that, like what their, what their deal is. Um, but yeah, on, on Sunday, he, he gave me a thousand dollar check and was like, Hey, thanks for, thanks for the work. Um, so pretty, pretty good. And I, I know that those guys are very, very generous because they, you know, every year they're looking for, there's one or two guys, every tournament that's looking for a caddy. Um, and I know, I know that there's, there's, I mean, some, even the caddies are like, Hey, you want to, that's, that's a guy you want to caddy for. Cause he's going to pay you at the end of the weekend. And then there's others that are like, that guy is an asshole and you are going to get all your money's worth. <laughs> Coocher. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so did you, did you get a kind of chat or talk with the other caddies? Yeah. So after the round, they have like a little, like a caddy player tent um so that was pretty cool again kind of like the whisper rock thing when they're when they're not like in the public eye and when they're and these guys you know these guys aren't superstars by any means you know on a, on a celebrity scale but still like for des moines like these guys are they're the star of the show they're set you know a lot of them i mean some of these guys have won majors and are big names but when they go into this tent it's like everything all the guard goes down you know they're just guys again um so that was that was pretty cool and you you know you talk to the caddies and they're just literally just shooting the shit and that that's probably that's one of the coolest parts is just seeing them like talking about oh hey yeah did you see this and hey do you see this dumb bleep do this on 16 and like it's just pretty cool to see those guys and with their guard down in that environment it's always it's always fun to, to have a peek behind the curtain that's for sure and so uh Speaking of that, then where, where do these guys go um, after the tournament? You, where are some of the hot spots? I know back when it was out at uh, um, Glen Oaks, they used to head up Fleming's and you could always go in there and catch two, three of them. But uh, what did you get any insight as far as where these guys are going now or what they like downtown? Yeah. So I know that like, honestly, a lot of them because they, I mean, it's not a glorious, you know, 
five-star meal, but they get, they get fed afterwards right there in the tent. Some of them, they just like going back and hanging out and relaxing. Um, the last thing they want to do is go out in public and have to worry about, you know, Oh, Hey, what, what if someone runs into me and wants to, you know, take a picture or sign autographs, blah, blah, blah. Um, some of them, you know, go to the hotel, go to the house that they're renting, um, or whatever. Um, I think, I think a few of them actually, if I remember right, when we were in the tent there, there's like a, like some of the caddies actually stay together. Cause these guys are at to, these guys are together every week, right? Like, it's not just. It's not just, Hey, this is where we're at. And I'll see you in a couple of months. They're traveling together every week. Uh, so they kind of buddy up a little bit and I think they kind of have their, their own get togethers and stuff like that, which is, you know, understandable. I know, I know that back in the day, um, and I'm, I'm going to say this cause I'm hopeful that Woody won't hear this, but, uh, uh, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure Woody used, he used to like to gamble quite a bit. So I know Prairie Meadows is a hot spot for a few of them. Yeah, I could see it. I could see that happening, making making their trip out that way. Oh yeah, but, John, John Daly's not in the tournament, is he? <laughs> yeah, he is. He is. He's playing, so he'll be there. So well, the he'll, diet, be a, he'll be a smokes. <laughs> yeah, he he might he might stick uh, stick down south there a little bit, but um, no, that's that's awesome. I one of my favorite caddy experiences from the Principal Trade Classic would have been. God, it must have been well two years ago now. I think I, I, we were out there, and um, I can't even remember. I can't remember who it was. It was coming down one. I caught it late. My dad and I walked up on it late, but um, uh, Caddy ha- had enough and was done. Like they apparently they had a disagreement or something, and uh, I don't know if it was yardage because one is that dog leg kind of slight back up to the left there, and he was in the right side, kind of tree blocked a little bit. And they were jawing at each other a little bit. And all of a sudden, Caddy sits down the bag in his apron and starts walking away. And I, like I said, we kind of walked up like, what's going on? And then Caddy comes walking back down the fairway, had to get his keys out of the bag, forgot his keys, then had to stop and get his keys. And so then the player was carrying his own bag um, until he got up on two and I think just pulled some dude that maybe was following him or that he knew in the crowd and ended up, ended up carrying his bag the rest of the way around. So uh-huh. Yeah, that was the, that was the same year. That's the same year I caddy because I remember them. That that was one of the things they were busting balls about in the in the caddy sh- shed or caddy tent. Was they're like, he finally said f you and you can carry your own bag <laughs> and bleep this and bleep that. Apparently, it wasn't like, you know, that wasn't the the deciding you know factor. There it had been boiling up for a while, uh, but it was just like the guy was finally had enough but i love the part where he has to go back and get his phone and keys. i mean you can't make that up that's priceless oh man just one of those deals where it's like we've all been there like you think you make your point and then uh hey hold on just a second i need that but um so let's talk a little bit about the course just in general and what kind as we take a look at obviously the way in which it sets up for this tournament uh you know for several years out at glen oaks and then uh um, shoot now the last God, it's gotta be six seven years it's been at Wakanda and um, your home course also right when you're at or what course did you guys play when you're at Grandview oh when I was at Grandview we played uh, TCI up in Polk City okay. um, but like I said my one of my best friends is the pro there so I try to try to get out there whenever you know he can he can get on uh, well, and you worked there during during the summers correct yeah yep I used to work there um, for about two or three summers after college uh so yeah definitely been around the around the track a few times 
And so it's it's a fun track. I played it once myself, and uh, it's uh, actually a week before the tournament too. So it was kind of cool to see the grandstands and just how it fits and plays differently with that. But um, if you get out on the grounds, obviously, as I mentioned, you kind of you see one coming um, kind of down the hill there a little bit. But 17 and 18 um, are kind of the two most notable ones for the tournament, where a lot of the the uh, tents and stuff are set up, but uh, as, as you kind of go around the, the, the course a little bit, what are, what are maybe a few of the ones that uh, either maybe stick out in your mind or maybe that can cause a, cause a little bit of an issue um, for, for some of the guys out there? That's a good question. Um, you know, it's such, I mean, it's such a driver's driver's golf course. You gotta hit, you gotta get the ball down the fairway. Um, especially for this tournament, they try to, they grow it out. And then, you know, Wakanda is known for their big mature trees. Uh, if you, you got to put yourself in a good spot off the tee or you're, you're not going to score. Um, and then, you know, at the end of the day, everything comes, it's just like every tour event, all the guys can hit it. It's whoever's rolling the flat stick. Um, whoever, whoever gets the putter going is going to be who, who ends up winning at the end of the week. As far as like holes that stick out, um, you know, obviously 17, a, a lot of deliberation between the caddy and player on that hole, um, especially when it gets windy. It's, you know, you don't, there's 20 yards, 15 to 20 yards of elevation change there. Um, and that, so that, that's a good one. Um, also two, I think is kind of underrated, uh, par three up the hill where you can't, you know, you can't see your ball land. So that, that one's a little bit un, underrated too. Um, a lot do of, they, a lot of do they use both greens on two? Cause there's two greens on two, right? Yeah. Yeah. So typically they just use the up, up green, the uh, higher one, just cause yep. it is further too. Um, they have used the lower one before. Um, it's just, I, I think in when they have done it, it's, it's a little bit of a shorter hole and it just doesn't set up great. Um, the, the par threes out there are, are no joke. What's, what's the one um, coming back kind of up the hill? Is 14, that, maybe? Is that 14? uh 15 15 maybe yeah yeah 15 they play uh, it that's, that's they play like 212 i think or 210 something like that all uphill for those guys yeah i mean they're playing they're hitting i mean they're hitting four or five you know three four or five irons into you know into a green that slopes like this yeah it is so you you miss that you miss that green it's almost an automatic bogey um, Andrew, you said there's a lot of uh player caddy talk on 17 what did you tell woody on 17 you know what? I tell you, I tell you what. I was for the first like the first day in general. I was pretty pretty quiet, and then I think I think I got a little comfortable uh, day two and three. Uh, there were there were definitely some times though where I think he finally like got to the point where he's like, okay, this this kid's not a complete idiot. Uh, can you know give get at least what he thinks his opinion is. So there were a couple times where we were in between clubs, and you know I just throw my two cents out there and. Sometimes he took it and sometimes he didn't, uh, <laughs> but no, I mean, for the most part, I'm, I'm just, he even, he even like Woody, he gets his own yardages for the most part. Um, you know, he might, might ask me, Hey, we restep this off just to confirm or, you know, Hey, you think, you think this is slightly up or do you think, you know, this is you know, level blah, blah, blah. Um, and then he kind of calculates his own stuff. Um, you know, there's a couple of times where I'm like, listen here between clubs the spot to miss is here um and he he did listen to me i would say at least once or twice uh not sure it helped him but he listened 
Did he ask you to step in and uh, make any reads on any putts for you, for him? Um, no, I guess he always reads his own putts. There were a couple times where he, you know, he would ask like, Hey, do you think, you know, this is enough or something like that, whether he just wanted, you know, affirmation of his thought, I think is what a lot of those, I mean, golf is such a mental game anyway, is you need, you just need someone to reassure what you're thinking. What did you call him? Uh, Aquaman? Mr. Austin. I think I just called him Woody. I, yeah, I should have called him Aquaman. That would have been awesome. There, That should have been your best nickname in golf. I, I tried to – there was one time where he – uh, on Saturday, he hit one in the water on um, – oh, what is that? 16. He hit one on the water left. And I – I really wanted to make the joke of like, Hey, you got your rain pants in the bag, or not? but I didn't, I didn't. There's time and place, especially after you just duck hook one off the tee. I'm sure. He's not in a great mental place. Oh, that's, that, that's great. I mean, that, uh, that would definitely be something where, um, yeah, you kind of like, okay, what, what do I, I feel like I might have some advice, but I'm going to, I'm going to stay out of the way as much as possible. Yeah, his caddy too. So like his actual caddy was he was still there. So you know, the first day he's like, hey, he's like, you know, for the most part, he's gonna do his own thing. Just you know, stay out of the way from you know, put your follow the other caddies because and that the other caddies are they know like you're not one of us, so we'll help you out. Um, but he, I mean, thankfully I have a background in golf and knowledge of the game and have watched enough where it's like, okay, well I know where to stand, where not to stand. I know, you know, hey, it's my turn to hold the flag or blah, blah, blah. Um, but, yeah, the other caddies are definitely definitely good dudes. Um, it was kind of cool to, you know, get to know those guys as well. It would have been a lot more fun on Sunday if yeah. you guys are coming down the stretch. You get to 18, he's maybe nursing a one-stroke lead. And, <laughs> and you say, let's go D-stick on 18. Yeah, so he, he shoots six under the first day. And then follows it up with a 70. So he's, he's eight under for the tournament. And I think leading, I think leading was like 11. So he's only three shots back, which three shots is three shots. But those guys, all it takes is one person to get hot with the putter. I think, I can't remember who won that year. I don't know if you have that or not. Um, but whoever it was ended up shooting like 62 the last day. So, I mean would he shoot 62 last day he's he wins you know so in any of those guys are capable of it um you know it's just whoever gets hot hot at the right time so with that then we're uh um pulling up some odds here and taking a look i mean so woody is 33 to 1 i think they got him right now pre-tournament to win um i can i can throw out some numbers if you if you want some um some names on here but uh course knowledge um obviously you've been around these guys you've been around these players so this is like complete uh insider information who do you, who do you got uh sunday as an as an opportunity or at least a really good chance to come away with a victory you know it's i'm actually kind of I, i'm in a i'm mad at myself because work got in the way i actually got an invite to come caddy again this week um for alex checka who just won the u.s senior open last oh, week nice and I'm super disappointed that I, I can't be on the bag, but they ended up, they found someone else. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, he's hot. He's won like two, a couple in the last month. And eight to one going into this weekend. Too, yeah, so. uh, he, 
he'd be a hot pick. Um, coming off a major though, I don't, I don't know his, uh, his purse, his purse last week, I'm sure is a little bigger than, uh, the principal charity classic purse, but, um, I don't know, Scott, I tell you what, we played with Scotty McCarron, um, the second day and that dude freaking nukes it like short for a short guy, a 58 year old five, nine guy, dude hits it a mile. And he, he was solid. He was pretty, he was fun to watch. Um, he'd be a, what's he's his a, odds? He's a pass 80, winner. He's 80, 80 to one. Yeah. 80 to one 80. on Scotty McCarron. Yeah. There you go. So what about, uh, what about John Smoltz? You got any interest in, uh, I think a thousand to one on him having a chance here to win? Yeah, that's a, that's a definitely an option for a sleeper. Um, I'm going to pass on that one. But, you consider uh, that a flyer like yeah. you got no choice but the flyer pick there that'd be a super flyer you know what if if you can get a free five dollar uh draft bet you might want to throw that free five dollar bet on uh throw it on him on smolty i mean even take him in a top 10 i mean let's i just go. got a free i just got a free five dollar bet today actually so yeah well, there you go i was gonna smolty. say as you're rolling these off lee was just kind of thumbing through waiting to figure out where he's gonna place his wagers <laughs> that's right what uh did you get an opportunity to run into old bernard longer at all when you uh were out there yeah yep and him and his caddy are like they're like twins uh that dude is mellow as mellow comes like you i i am convinced you could shoot a gun behind the dude and he would just kind of turn around and you know go about his business the guy just doesn't flinch at anything he just he doesn't talk much he, he, we were just down from him on the range um, and he just kind of does his thing. All the other guys are kind of shooting the shit and he's just there doing his thing. So there's part, there's, there's something to that. <laughs> he loves banging golf balls though. <laughs> he, he, a couple of years ago, I took my daughter to one of those little, the kid things that they do on the range there on Thursday night. And yeah, Bernard was down at the end of the range. He moved it way back. You know, they have kind of the flightless balls there on the range at Wakanda. But um, yeah, he the whole time the whole kids clinic was going on. He was down way on the end, just banging balls, just doing his thing. Yeah. But what is well, uh? What are Jerry Kelly's odds? Eleven to one. I might be, be okay. So. Again, I'm, I, I, I love this because I'm going to talk freely about it because he's never going to listen to this. Hopefully he does. I, I would love for yeah. this to get back to him. But the guy is a mental case. He is – he just – I don't know what – like he – you could be 30 yards away from him, not even in his line or anything, and, he'd, you know, he'd stop the whole tournament to make sure that, you know, you were not within a mile of him. Um and then he is always blaming somebody else for his bad shot. It was, we played with him on, on Friday and he told, he told Woody one time on a putt to, if he, if he could move, cause he was in his line and Woody looked at him like, look, are you like, <laughs> like so are you saying that at 11 to one, that would be a good or a bad wager this week? I, no. So as much as I, I'm not a fan, the dude can golf the ball <laughs> at the end of the day. So he would, he would, He's a he's a solid player and his short game is stupid. So maybe limited fans will help him then this week. Yeah, I don't know. It might hurt him. I think he plays better when he has something to complain about because he shot like sixty six the the day that we played with him and he you would have thought he shot seventy five. 
That's good. Did you? So did you get run into was couples or daily or any of those guys that you got a chance to? Daily was daily was there. Um, I don't think I got a chance to run talk to him much because he came right from the bar to the first tee. Perfect. Uh, Perfect. <laughs> but he was a couple groups ahead of us the first day. Um, but they got a good field this year. They got some. They got some good names. I mean, they got Daly. They got VJ. They got Freddie. Um, Is some- Mike Weir playing? Yeah. Weir's playing. Mike Weir, yeah. I mean, former Masters champion. I mean. Robert Carlson, give me Miguel on Hell Jimenez, twenty to one. Ooh. That's my guy this week. That's my. He's pick. gonna start warming up right now. That's fine. That, <laughs> yeah, he's that warm up. I mean, he gets loose in a hurry. Is yeah, is the favorite at eight to one. Uh Furek no, is six to one. Furek. Oh, Furek. Yeah. I didn't even know. I I didn't know he was playing. Yeah. Yeah. It's... Game over. Yeah, that's what I, <laughs> I feel like. Here it could go like stupid low. Dude, that guy could shoot fifty eight out there twice. <laughs> yeah. That's that's what I said before we jumped on. I'm like, I think this is Ferrix to lose. Um, let's this look at everybody. Playing? Here, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, that's a stack. There's some names. There is. Well, what do you think of my guy Chris DeMarco's chances? So Chris was on the rank. He's a cool guy. He's one he invent- of the. He invented nice the claw, guys. right? What's that? He invented the claw grip, right? Well, supposedly, right? Yeah, just <laughs> like Brian is just so caught on this claw yeah. thing with Demarco. So my my dad is right now is experimenting with. So I, we've always been left hand low, both my mom, my dad, and me. We all put left hand low, and for some odd reason, apparently a plus two handicap wasn't good enough. Now he is claw left hand low. Oh, and all of a sudden he shot like his first three rounds was like 66, 69, 70 or something like that. He's like, it's here to stay forever. He's going to patent it and, you know, make millions on it apparently. Hey, whatever works, man. So, um, Marco Mira, was he around when, uh, what about, what about Lee's favorite golfer, Fred Funk? Did you get a chance to chat with Funk? Funk was there. Um, That's Jason's that. senior tour or champions tour player comp. Yeah. Yeah. Jason's kind of a short knocker. Oh, okay. That makes, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I mean, I didn't get to talk, talk to the, that guy much. We were, we were way past their drives. So <laughs> And Corey Pavin, was he around? The driver about as big as he is. Yeah, Corey Pavin was there. He he played well the first couple of days. Um, who was it that? He still uses the uh, miniature golf putter, right? Oh, that I don't know. Yeah, he's got the. Is Lauren golf. Roberts on the Champions Tour? Is who? Lauren Roberts, the boss of the Moss. I have no idea who Lauren Roberts is. <laughs> I'm not gonna act like I do. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, he's the boss of the mob. Okay, interesting. I don't think so. Don't see him anywhere. I think he I didn't, say, didn't, didn't, didn't make the cut. Thank so. you. Did not qualify. But well, Drew, we uh, we appreciate you taking some time and shooting the shit and hearing some stories. Um, so did you did you actually give us an official pick? Who's your pick to win this week? I have to pick one. I will go with. You know what? I can't. I can't bail on my boy. I'll, I'll go with Woody. You know I like what? it. I tell you what. When he he's been playing decent too. Like in, you know, a couple top tens, top top fifteens. Nothing. 
you know, nothing great, but he was in, he was kind of towards the top last week. Um, if he can, if his caddy can keep him mellow and calm and if he can keep the putter rolling, the guy, I mean, the guy hits the ball. I mean, they all hit the ball good, but uh, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to roll with my boy, Woody. I'm surprised you're not on call for this weekend, just in case. You know what? I actually, so I have his phone number and I thought about texting him, uh, but he's going to be like, who the is this guy? <laughs> probably blocked my number after that weekend. So he didn't have to deal with me. No, hey, no. Lauren Roberts has 13 career wins on the champions tour. Okay. But he is not in the PCC field this week. Well, I mean, he started winning in 2005 on the Champions Tour, so he's fairly old. He started the Champions Tour. Are you kidding me? Yeah, just like DeMarco started the claw grip. Who's your pick, Lee? I got Miguel on Hilly Menace. Lee, who's your pick? Uh, I'm – man. I'm going to take Boom Boom. Freddie C. So he's just swinging the game. Yeah. And what's he? He's at where did we see him at? 18 or something, wasn't he? 18. Good value, too. You know, good number for Fred. that's a good one. I mean, yeah, if, if I'm picking just a pick, like I'm picking Furick. Well, that's no value but, there. But not, no value six to one. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not a I'm not you have to put a month's paycheck on it just to make any money. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Freddie Couples top 10 at plus 110 lock of the week. PCC. There you go. Like I, I think lock of the week, John Smoltz to make the cut. I bet that's got to be like a plus 1,000. I, well, I promise you he makes the cut. I was going to say, I'll, I'll take the that. There is it's no, no cut. cut. No cut. Even <laughs> so he's going to make the cut. Um, I'll take uh, – Can Smoltz shoot under par? Like, serious question. No. Okay. <laughs> I just did. I have no idea how good he is. I know he's the best baseball player in the field. Hey, did did uh did Chad Prohl get into the field? Um, Iowa guy. That's a good question. He's I know he has in the past. He he played in the U.S. Uh, Senior Open last week. He qualified for that, so I didn't know if he got maybe like a sponsor's exemption into this or. I don't know. Yeah, let's well, just say I don't think there's any odds on. I was gonna say I don't see any odds on him because no. I I would hard to believe that he's got better odds than Corey Pavin, and I don't see him he's, <laughs> before uh, that. Yeah, he's he's a he's a solid dude. He's the pro out at Sugar Creek in Waukee. Yeah, he's fr- is he from Adel originally? I think or? so. Yeah, yeah. So, well, I'll take uh, I'll take the lefty Mike Weir if we gotta. I gotta oh. make a pick. What is what are his odds like? Sixteen. What? He's at sixteen. Yeah. Really good number. That's a yeah. good number too. God, he he so. hit the two hundred and twenty-seven yards off the tee pot. He's short stick too. Lefty doesn't set he's up balls. Playing re- he's playing really well. He, how, is, he a, is, is he a drawer or a cutter? Um, you know? That's a good – I don't. I bet it's just straight ball. Because lefty, lefty draws at Wakanda don't that's, – that's not good. You he's, think he's a 225-yard drawer of the golf ball? Well, that's what I'm saying. If he, I he's got to cut that thing. I hope not, but <laughs> – so, well, either way, it's uh, like you said, it's a loaded field. It's always a fun week if you ever get an opportunity to get out there and uh, take in uh, the three one two ten or any of the other tents. Um, always a lot of fun. Um, good to have these guys in town and, uh, you know, still pro, still amazing to watch these guys hit the golf ball and what, the way that they can work it and shape it and make a few putts. And so, Drew, we appreciate you taking some time jumping on. Um, a lot of fun to catch up and get some stories. Uh, all of you that are listening, we appreciate it. 
drop a five star wherever you get your podcasts. Um, this is Iowa's number one golf podcast, the Two Putt Pod, and we'll catch you on the next tee.